Psalm 1. Open your Bibles to Psalm 1 with me this morning. As you can tell by my kid being in here, it is family services Sunday, so it's going to be a little bit louder than typical, and that's totally okay. Because what we get to do on Sundays like this, while it's a pain for families who have young kids, is we get to teach our kids and show or demonstrate what it's like to come and be a part of a body uh, together. We get to teach our kids and have them worship with us and listen and, and, and listen to the Bible with us. And, uh, and so these Sundays are cool for that reason. And so, uh, and also we get to, like, we get to be in here together with our whole church. And, uh, and so that's what we're doing this Sunday. Uh, and so look at Psalm 1 with me. So when you enter into a new year, for example, we're going to enter into 2020 here in a couple days. Most of us think about what we want to do differently in the coming year. So we come up with New Year's resolutions. Most of the time it consists of losing weight, eating better, working out, or uh, doing something like cussing less. Like that's kind of what we think of. We want to, we want to come up with a New Year's resolution. Well, Psalm 1 gives us what is the blessed person or the happy person, the person who looks back on 2020 and says, yes, I did it well. I want to be, like, I'm really happy with how I lived. Psalm 1 gives us the blueprint for that. And so let's look at it together. So blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, who doesn't stand in the way of sinners, or who doesn't sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Let's pray as we look at God's word this morning. So, Father, come before you. We thank you for your word. God, we thank you for giving us a blueprint for what it looks like to follow you and to be a blessed person in 2020. And so I pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning about digging into your word and the, and the gift that it is. And so speak to us this morning. Open our hearts, open our minds to hear what you want to say to us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we want to look at verse 1. It says, How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or who stand in the way pathway of sinners, who doesn't sit in the company of mockers. It begins here, the CSB, which is what I'm reading of, out of right now. It says, How happy? How happy is this person? But the term it uses there is blessed. And so the people who are, who are translating this, this text are saying, we're trying to figure out what does blessed actually mean. And so does it mean a happy person? Does it mean a favored person? Because blessed is really a vague term. You don't know really what it means. And so they, they translated it as, as happy because that's an aspect of it. However, in the Old Testament, there's a, there's a, a fuller meaning for what it means to be blessed. Predominantly, if you look at Genesis and you look at Leviticus, Exodus, all those in the Pentateuch, what it means to be blessed is it means to be empowered by God. And predominantly, it meant back then, if you were blessed, it meant you were going to have children and you were going to have land. You were empowered by God to live for Him in the world. And so for this, in Psalm 1, it says, blessed is this person who follows this psalm. It means you are going to be happy or you're going to be empowered by God for holy living in 2020. You're empowered by God. And so we're going to see three ways in which you are not empowered by God. 
Because this person who is blessed or who's happy, who looks back on 2020 and is happy about how they lived the year, does three things. One, doesn't walk in the advice of the wicked. Doesn't walk in the advice of the wicked. And so sometimes when you see these negatives like this, it's more helpful if you, if you turn it to a positive. So if you, I'll explain what that means. The blessed person doesn't walk in the advice of the wicked. You don't follow advice of people who, who are evil or who, who don't know what they're, who don't follow God. Put it in the positive. This person values wisdom. The blessed person values or prizes wisdom. Where do you gain wisdom? From people who have experience that you don't have and people who follow, have followed God uh, just like you, just like you're trying to do. So the blessed person values wisdom and avoids dumb decisions or prizes maturity. The second thing he does is this. Doesn't stand in the pathway with sinners. Put it positively, the blessed person values obedience. So the blessed person values wisdom and values obedience to God. And the third thing is this. Or sit in the company of mockers. What's a mocker? Someone who makes fun of people or who, who looks down on other people or, or tries, to, tries to lower other people or make fun of them in order to, to lift themselves up or make themselves look more holy or better or cooler or whatever the thing may be. Put it positively, the blessed person, the blessed person values humility. So the blessed person values three things, wisdom, obedience, and humility. Wisdom, obedience, and humility. And, and the truth is that for all of us, we want this to be what naturally comes out of us. That's what the call is in the psalm. If you're the blessed person, the happy person, you're going to have these things, wisdom and obedience and humility to be what naturally flows out of you in 2020. So Dara, she started getting some nightmares after we had June. It was probably hormones. Um, but she started to get... Uh, nightmares, and so she would wake up, and uh, she would think someone was in the room or, or something like that was happening. And so one night, she wakes up screaming. I, I've since just learned, like, if she wakes up, she's upset, I just go like this, stop, it's me, that's fine, I'm not going to kill you, okay? That's just kind of what I do now. But back then, it was new to me, and so one day, she wakes up screaming, and then she, like, reaches for me, and she's like, someone's in the room, someone's in the room. And, and what naturally came out of me in this moment was screaming. So she goes, she goes, someone's in the room, and I go, ah! That's all, that's all I could get out at that moment. That's what naturally came out. <laughs> no one was in the room, thankfully, okay? And I don't think I would have been very terrifying. Like, I wouldn't have been, like, the man of the family, what's up? Like, I wouldn't have done that. He would have just been like, I don't know, I guess I can just go like flick him and he would crawl in the corner. I don't know. Anyway, so that's what came out of me. But in 2020, the blessed person, the, the, the person who, who is who's favored by God or is happy in 2020 values wisdom and values obedience to God and values humility. And those are the things that he wants to flow out of him naturally when he's shaken. That's what, that's what God wants. How does he do this? How does the blessed person or the happy person do this? Look at verse 2. Instead, instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. 
here is how you become the blessed person of 2020 who, who prizes these attributes of wisdom and, and obedience and humility. You dig into God's word. You dig into your Bible in 2020. That is how you become this person. That is how you look back on 2020 and you say, I am happy with the way that I lived it. You dig into your Bible like you haven't before. That is how you do it. Because the Bible, God through the Bible, through the Word, is what shapes your heart and changes you and makes you more like Jesus. That's what we learned in John, remember? He said, he's, he said if you, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches, you can't do anything apart from me, but already you are pruned, he's talking to his disciples, because of the Word I have spoken to you. He says the Word is the main way that God prunes us and shapes our hearts. And so how do you become this person? You dig into your Bible in 2020. Look what he says. Instead, his delight is in God's instruction, is in his Bible. His delight. And he meditates on it day and night. So how do you do that? You read it. You read your Bible. That means don't leave it in your car and let the sun crinkle up the cover and then you come and get it next, next Sunday for when you come to church or whatever you're going to do. He says, no, take it with you and value it. Read it. But it's bigger than that. Because here's the thing. You have to have a plan in order to make this work. Because if you fail to plan, you, you, I mean, if you, if, you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's a, I love the way that's phrased. I didn't make that up. But if you fail to plan, you plan to fail on your Bible reading in 2020. So what do you need to do? You need to come up with a Bible reading plan. There are four. This is not the only plan, but there are four out there in the foyer. Bible reading plans. Read through the Bible in a year. Here's one where you just check off chapters as you go. Here's another one where you just read through the New Testament through the, through the year, just through the New Testament, and it's got readings for five days. There are four of them you can pick from out there. Or, if you want, you can create your own plan in which you say, I don't know, I'm not going to get through the whole Bible in a year. I'm not, like, I know I've already tried that four times, and I always get stuck in Exodus. Just, just get to laws, and I'm just getting disinterested, and then I kind of move on to something else. And I move on to Jack Reacher or whatever else I'm going to read. Like, no. So come up with a plan. Come up with a plan for how to read your Bible. Say, I want to read through Acts over the next two months. And so that means I'm going to read half of a chapter every, every day. Or say, I'm going to read one chapter a week for the second half of Mark as we preach through it this semester. And so you do one chapter a week, and what that does is that gives you a threshold high enough to where you're reading something, but low enough to where you're not going to get bogged down if you miss a day or two, because you can always catch back up. Say, I'm going to read one chapter of the second half of Mark for the next eight weeks. And so just make, create a plan, because if you don't plan, you're going to fail at it. The second thing is this on this is find someone else to do it with you. Most of us have had a New Year's resolution, be it lose weight, work out more, whatever the thing is for you, okay? You're going to do keto or paleo or whatever your diet thing is uh, for, for, for the month. And you're going to start this diet, and you get running, so you go to academy, and you get your new Brooks running shoes, and you're like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to do this. And then after about three weeks, what happens? You get, from ho you get home from work, and you think, I could go run, 
but I'm also really hungry right now, so let's go, go to Cain's instead. That's what you do, and then that becomes your pattern, and then you lose your resolution. Why is that the case? Because most of the time, you do your resolution by yourself. You don't have someone else there like, with like, accountability for you, like saying, no, I'm meeting at your house. We're going to run right now. We're not going to Cane's. You're like, okay, I guess I'm going to go run. Like, like, that makes it so much easier if you have someone else. So if you want to read your Bible more, find someone else to partner with. Make it your spouse. Make it your buddy. Make it someone else in your life group and meet together once a week maybe or text each other and say, hey, how are you doing? And so do it with someone else. But here's a second aspect for how to dig into God's Word more in 2020. Memorize it. Memorize it. Because look what he does. He, he delights in God's instruction. The second part of that verse is, and he meditates on it day and night. How can you do that? You can meditate on it day and night if it's in there. The Spirit can bring it to mind if it's in your mind. And so memorize it. How do you do that? You can create little cards, little index cards or business cards where you write the verse on the front and the, and the, the, the chapter and all that on the back. You can quiz yourself. Take it with you to work. And when you're in the bathroom, man, you're like, instead of getting Facebook out or Instagram, you just pull this out of your pocket. I'm going to memorize God's Word. I'm going I'm to memorize Proverbs 3 today or for the next month. Choose 12 verses and do one a month for 2020. And at the end of the year, you'll have 12 more verses memorized than you do now. And so, so that's an option for you. For some of us, because I can hear it, I can hear it in my head, because I'm in the same way, I think that's great for some people, not for me, because my mind doesn't work like that. My mind doesn't memorize things like some other people who can like learn French and all that. Like, I'm not like that kind of person who can just learn things. I don't memorize stuff. Let me show you that your mind does work that way. Let me show you. You can memorize things because you have memorized things. So we're going to play a little game, all right? We're going to play a game. I'm going to put a song on, and I'm going to stop it. When I stop the song, I want you to say the next line of the song, all right? Say it out loud. We can all do it together. It'll be a fun game to show you that you have the ability to memorize stuff, all right? Get ready. There's four of them. We could just do one because you'd get the point, but it's more fun if you do a lot of them. See, you know it. Eyes, ears, mouth, and nose. Like, it's just saying random body parts, okay? And you memorize that. You know what the next line is, even though it's just weird things. It's like, I ear, whatever. It doesn't matter, okay? We could stop there, but we're not going to. Here's another song. Here's another song. All right, if I can get it, if I can get it to fast forward, hold on. This is Amazon's really difficult to fast forward on. Brent singing. Look at Brent singing along with this. See, you know it. You let it go. Can't hold it back. I got the lyrics on here for me. 
All right, you know the next, you've memorized that. Raise your hand if you've never seen Frozen. Raise your hand if you knew the next line. Rick, I knew you knew the next line. You're lying. Okay. All right, this next song is for Rick. you shaking it like a Polaroid picture okay do you you know that it's a weird song by Andre 3000 okay back from 2003 and you knew the next part of that if like he's just talking and he says shake it like a Polaroid picture you knew that all right here's the last one this is for the oldies like olden days not old people that's not what I meant What's the next line? Anyone? Really? Private Eye. It's Holland Oates or whatever his name is. Holland. Anyone? Did it, raise your hand if you knew that one. Okay, you knew that one. That's from the good old year of 1981. That's before time existed. I wasn't born then. But you knew that line. Like, mo well, some of you knew that line, okay, if you were born back, back then. Anyways. Here's the point. Whether you knew one of those songs or you knew all four of those songs, you memorized it. You had the ability to remember what the next line was, even if that song was 30, 40 years ago. 81 was almost 40 years ago. And so you remembered that. You remembered that from Hall & Oates or the Hey Ya from Andre 3000 from back in 2003, okay, back when I was 13 years old. I listen to that song. I love that song with Outkast. It was awesome. Anyways, you have the ability to memorize stuff. How do you remember those songs? Repetition. It's repetition. You know those songs because you've heard them over and over and over and over and over again. And so the same way, the call here is to be the blessed person by prizing God's Word, digging into it, and choosing, creating a plan to read it, but then also taking time to memorize it, that, so that way you can meditate on it day and night. So when you're driving, I memorized Psalm 1, and all of a sudden, when I was driving, I'm, I'm kind of an angry driver sometimes, and like if someone gets, if I'm, I'm stuck and the person in front of me is going too slow and I, like, I can't go anywhere, you're just stuck and you feel like you're in prison there. And this person's driving slow, all of a sudden everything in me just starts getting super angry. Okay, I'm like, I'm getting furious and like I just want to get closer and closer and then I envision it being my grandmother and so I back off a little bit. And so like I'm, I'm but I'm angry and, and what happened in that moment? What happens? 
all of a sudden, Psalm 1 pops in my head, and it's like, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the way of sinners, who doesn't sit in the seat of scoffers. Like, like the Spirit is bringing this to mind, and I'm like, well, dang it. Like, i got to back off. I don't want to be a person who, like, who, like, who like, is going to be angry and just have anger come what, be what comes out of me. I want to be a person who has wisdom and obedience flow out of me. And so I'm going to have got to back off. Why does that come into my mind? Because when you're angry, you don't naturally come up with Bible verses to think about. It's the Spirit at work within your heart. Like when, he's, when, you're, when you're acting out in a way that you shouldn't, the Spirit is bringing what you've put into your mind to your heart in that moment to cause you to follow Him in obedience. And why can you do that? Why can you meditate on it? Because it's in there. It's in there. And so you become the blessed person by putting God's Word into your heart. Put it into your mind this year. And let's look at this. Look at verse 3. Here is the result. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that bears fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. And whatever he does, he prospers. Look at this. It is a tree living by water that's bearing fruit in its season. And it's not, there's no death within it. The leaf doesn't wither, but it's prospering. The tree is doing what it was designed to do. It's doing what it was meant to do. It's flourishing in the way that God designed it to do it. And so the blessed person who, who, who prizes God's word and puts it within their heart becomes like a tree that's doing what it was designed to do, which will lead you to do what you were designed to do, to look like God. Look at, look at, look at verse 4. The wicked are not like this, because there's a warning here. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they're like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. And here's a warning at the end here, a warning. He says this. There's really only two ways you can live. You can either be this blessed person, or you can reject it. You can either be this blessed person, or you can reject it but it's not good for the one who rejects it. So look at, look at this. It says he's like chaff. I'm not a farmer. Many of us are not farmers, but chaff, it's from wheat. But, but think of it like this. You're at, a, you're at a Rangers game, and you've got peanuts, and you, you, you break the shell off your peanut, and you eat the peanut. What do you do with the shell? You throw it on the ground. That's chaff. That's chaff. He says, the person who rejects this, who doesn't value God's word, is like chaff that is simply meant for trash or for destruction. There's nothing you can do with it that's helpful. He says, that is what the person who does not prize God's word is like. But look at this, verse 6. It's for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. And so you can follow God and apprise his word and put it within you and seek him and that will lead you on the path towards life, the path towards wisdom and obedience and humility to be the thing that comes out of you to look more like our God. Or you can reject that and follow the pathway towards destruction, which is what it says here. And so where are you? Where are you? So as the band comes up, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? In 2020, what are you going to put into action in order to prize God's word more? Are you going to create a plan? 
Are you going to create some kind of a reading plan in which you can value God's word? You can put it within you. Because that is the way that God changes our hearts and leads us to follow him. And if you're here and if you've never, if you've never heard this before, you don't know this God thing, or you don't know who Jesus is or anything like that, you can by reading and valuing God's word. If you turn in God's word, that's how he reveals his son to us. And so if you have a Bible, if you don't, grab one on the table on the way out. But if you have a Bible, and if you've never listened to Jesus, you don't know who Jesus is, just open up. Go to the table of contents and look at the Gospel of Mark. And start reading. And then come back, and we're going to teach through Jesus' life leading up to his death, and you can learn about him with us. You can learn about him with us and be someone who, who values him. And so let's pray. So, Father, come before you. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you for giving it to us so that we can follow you and learn from you. And so I pray that you would use it to speak to us this year and give us, give us a desire and a passion to, to engage with it, to read it, to prize it, and to put a plan in place so that we wouldn't fail in reading it, but we'd be people who succeed and be people who are flourishing. And so we love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.